Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives, in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Hi, I'm Melissa Ridley-Elms, and I won the 2019 Open Contract Challenge from World of Myth, Jason on Dark Myth Publications. And my book, <laughs> Arthurian Things, a Collection of Poems, was published in January 2020. And so far, it has received some very nice reviews, and a couple of the members of the Science Fiction Poetry Association are considering it for a nomination for an Elgin Award. So, if you're wondering, is this a real contest? It is a real contest. And if you're wondering, um, do I, should I submit? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Well, do you want to be a published writer? Take a chance. The worst thing that can happen is you don't win. And the best thing that can happen is you do win and you publish your book. Go for it. My name is Walter G. Esselman, and I am the winner of the 2020 Open Contract Challenge. It's real. My book, Super Horror Max, I took it to a convention this weekend and was selling it. So check it out. Dreams can come true. Hi, my name is Peggy Gerber and I'm the 2021 Open Contract Challenge Grand Prize winner. Because of this competition, I can now proudly call myself the author of the published book, Stumbling in Crazy Town. To learn more about this amazing opportunity, go to www.opencontractchallenge.com and make all your publishing dreams come true. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on, Almighty One Son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 84 <laughs> of Lupus Bits. I am your host, Lupa Barty, and you'll have to pardon me, you're going to hear the fan in the background, because it is 
2.18 a.m. and it is still 72 degrees outside, which means it is like 97 in my room. So you're just going to have to deal with the fan. Um, holy, what a week. I tell you, it's been a week. It's been a, it's been a good week. It's been a interesting week. Um, went out for dinner tonight my uncle, but we'll get into that. We're going to do housekeeping right off the bat before I forget. So, okay. First thing on the housekeeping, and the biggest item on our housekeeping list this week is the Open Contract Challenge launched this week. Uh, submissions opened, and holy, was opening day incredible. So, yeah, we're off to a good start, and... We will be taking submissions until, I don't know, until we tell you. <laughs> I forgot to look that up. So anyway, it'll all be good. Um, April 30th. Until April 30th. As you can hear from my live studio audience, because like an idiot, I'm sitting here with the earpiece in my ear, but it's not connected to my phone. So, hang on. Connection to my ear. Yes, our live studio audience is back this week. All right, there we go. Okay. Okay, so April 30th is the cutoff for submissions to the Open Contract Challenge. And you can... 11.59 p.m. California time on April 30th. So for everybody else, it's three hours earlier. <laughs> later, right, later. I don't know. It's late. All right. Um, so yeah, you've still got plenty of time to get your pitches in. The glitch on the submission page has been fixed. So if you're not sure if your submission went through, uh, shoot me a message and I'll find out for you or, you know, submit again. And if you get the thank you for your submission page, we got your submission. Okay. I want to say a huge thank you to Don DeBrail for being our um, writer of our newsletter and thank her for the great work that she has done and the amazing newsletter that she put out and wish her the best. And I want to welcome Tim Law as our new newsletter writer and wish him all the success in your job. <laughs> Good luck. Okay, so that is two things, and if you have not been following our Facebook page, and if you're not, why aren't you? The World of Myth magazine this month launches every month on the 24th, without delay, except for this month. We even launched on Christmas Eve, except for this month. Now, we have a very, very, very good reason why it will. it's going to launch, it's just not going to launch on time going to be delayed. Because um, most of you don't know, only those in the know know, that our illustrious leader has been in the process of trying to find a place to live for him and his kids. And in the market today, when a place comes up and it's available, you jump. And it a place came available, he jumped, and he actually got it a whole lot sooner than he had anticipated. I think it was like, what, a week, two weeks, from two weeks, 
from application or from driving over and looking at the place and going, hmm, yeah, okay, yeah, I like it. All right, we'll submit an application to, dude, you've got the place, come sign the lease. So everything has happened very quickly and he is moving this week. So he found out um, a few days ago that he got the place and now it's packing and setting everything up, getting everything hooked up over there. So it'll be delayed. It will still be coming out, but to give him time to move and get everybody settled and get everything unpacked um, and get his computer set up, <laughs> it will be delayed. So, you know, life happens. And we're pretty much running not just the magazine, but the entire company on volunteer. Like we, we each take care of our own departments. And usually that department is run by one person. So when life happens, things kind of get delayed sometimes. And that's what's happened is life has happened. And this is a very good life happening for him. So we want to wish him all the best and good luck. Have fun. And trust me, once you pack and move, you're never going to want to do it again. <laughs> I hate moving. Every time I would get the itch to move, one of my family members or I would have a friend that would say, oh, we're moving. We need help packing. I'd be like, all right. So I'd go over and I would help pack them up, help, you know, moving day, move, load the truck, unload the truck, help them unpack and go, I am never moving again. And uh, yeah. I have downsized greatly in the amount of um, crap that I have. So if I ever do decide to move from where I am now, uh, one truck should do it. <laughs> really, one truck, you know. I have one bed, one couch, one table, two tables, a bedside table. Yeah, I don't have big, a couple of big pieces, but... And then, you know, a couple of totes and I'm out the door. <laughs> 20 minutes, I'm done. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I hate living. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I have done it so many times. Um, when I was a kid, I lived in pretty much every borough around Toronto. I lived in Scarborough. I lived in Mississauga. I was born in North York. I lived in Etobicoke. Um, I lived in Pickering with my aunt and uncle and then my mom met my stepdad basically my dad and we were living where were we living? we were living on Dixie Road at the time in Toronto um, we were staying with my aunt Fran and her poor excuse for a husband um, and she met Wayne, who became my stepdad, and then we moved to Barrie, and this was all before grade three. This is all before grade three. <laughs> so I moved around a lot, and then we moved to Barrie, and then my dad got a job in Port Medical, so we moved to Port Medical. And that was supposed to be it. That was supposed to be the forever home, and we weren't going to move. Um... They even built me the coolest bedroom in the basement, and I became allergic to it. So then we moved to Midland, and 
lived there and then I moved out. <laughs> I'm done. I moved back to Toronto in with my aunt and uncle. And then I moved from Toronto back to Midland, from Midland to Port Manicle, from Port Manicle to Pentang, and then back to Midland. And now I'm in Sutton. Yeah. I've moved around a lot. Um, now, mind you, I lived in Midland in one spot for a long time. I lived in the same house for 20 years. So um, that's the house my daughter grew up in. That's the house my grandkids know. So um, that's kind of cool. Like my grandkids go there and it's like, I remember when that tree was little and all that neat stuff. But yeah, I've moved around a lot. And now I just pack a bag and go. I guess maybe that's why I'm kind of, you know, a gypsy at heart. I kind of like to travel because I've done so much of it. I don't really put down roots. I don't have a connection to a place. Like for me, home has always basically been, you know, where you lay your hat. And I'm in Florida. Wherever I go, I travel. I have a hat. Ouch, I have to stretch my legs out. I have a hat that I travel with, and I've had this hat for a long time. I've always had a baseball hat of some sort, and I've always had this home is where you lay your hat. That's what my papa used to always say to us when we were kids. Home is where you lay your hat. So when I started moving, the first thing I would pack would be my hat, because that's no longer my home. And then the first thing that I would unpack would be that hat. And usually when you move into a place, there's like a hanger of some sort on the back of a bathroom door, on the back of a bedroom door. That's where I'd hang the hat. Okay, I'm home. There. So uh, I don't know if my live studio audience noticed when he was here, on the back of the door in the room that I'm staying in, in Florida, my hat is hanging on the back of the bedroom door. Because until the 15th of April, this is my home. And I have hats hanging at home in my apartment <laughs> on the walls. So, I mean, you can take a new number of expressions, but basically, hat, wherever I lay my hat, that's my home. And my home is where my heart is. So, it could be wherever I am. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a little insight into me. So, my week has been okay. Um, I've taken over a lot more responsibility than I had before. So I decided um, last week that I needed to plan things a little better. I could no longer try and keep everything straight in my head. I had too many things that I needed to be responsible for, that I needed to keep track of. And I can't teach other people how to do it if I'm not actively doing it. You know, like don't just talk the talk, walk the talk. So I, I have a happy planner that I use and I have the big, and I've only been using like the month where they have all the month blocks. And I've been kind of fighting Crystal about using the week, the week layout. So last week I decided, okay, I can't, or the week before I decided I can't do this anymore. I need to plan my week. So I planned out my entire week, what I would post, where I would post, each day, what I was going to be working on, um, writing wise, 
what I was going to be working on editing wise. And I planned it out Monday to Friday because even though I work from home and I work a very fluid kind of job, I still need a day off. So I left Saturday and Sunday still semi planned, um, but fluid enough that I could have that break. Saturday and Sundays for me are for creative. <laughs> for being creative. So like Mondays, my, my Mondays are posting to MythMart and posting to Dark Myth Publications. And then like Tuesday is posting to the World of Myth magazine and like from there. So I've got it kind of all scheduled. And now I have the OCC in there. So I've got that scheduled as well. And for me, this is going into week two. I sat down on Monday. Now my Monday kind of got a little jacked up because I'd already had something written in there from three weeks ago that I needed to remember for this week uh, for the magazine that I had to remind Dave about. So I wrote it on reminder day and in the calendar part, it says see reminders. So it kind of jacked up my Monday, but that was okay. I just, I breathed through it. I'm a little OCD about things. So I kind of, I just breathed through it and I just went with it. And I mean, I've even got, it's even like last week there, it was very regimented. It was very strict. And I kind of semi used stickers to make it fun, but you could still see it was still very awkward. Um, this week is far more colorful and very spring-like and it's got flowers and little boxes and, and so I'm going to show my, my live studio audience if he's looking. How very pretty it is. <laughs> Compared to last week, which was all red. Uh, this has more color. It has more flow. But like I said, my Monday got a little jacked up. So I stuck two flowers on it and called it called it good. Uh, I mean, I still had my, my things in there that I was supposed to do. And I am actually in the process of writing four different books at the same time. And I know you're probably like your brain probably exploded with the thought of trying to write four different books at the same time. Um, but you need to understand how my brain works. My brain can have all four of those stories running consecutively in my head at any given time. I could be having a conversation with Reese and Marlin and then turn my head and I'm having a conversation with Bell and Marcus. And then turn my head again and Celeste and, and Merrick are standing over there in the corner having a chat. And then I'll sit back down and the new characters from the new story are gathering around telling me the, the, how their day went. So I can have all four of those stories kind of going on at the same time in my head. So scheduling to write each one write on a different one each day is not an unusual thing for me. It actually prevents me from a getting bored with the story that I'm working on and ending up in a writer's block that I can't find my way out of. It prevents me from going, uh, you know, I don't feel like writing today. I'll just, I'll not because I have something new to write. I have something new to work on. It's not the same thing I worked on yesterday. And 
Again, I've given myself Saturday and Sunday off. I do not write on Saturday and Sundays. If I want to, if I feel inspired to, I can. I am not obligated to write on Saturdays and Sundays. And it's worked. It's worked. I have made progress on the Bound series. I have made a ton of progress on Penance. Um, I have made progress on The Chosen, and I've made progress on the new series. So, writing, and I mean, it's not, some of the days I was getting maybe 500 words, but I was still writing. I was still working on my stuff. And I had to learn to incorporate that into the schedule of everybody else's stuff. So that I wasn't feeling like I was losing the whole point of the endeavor. So, yeah, it kind of, it works for me. And I, I think I'm going to have to semi-plot. I've got penance plotted. I've got magically plotted. I think I'm going to have to sit down and actually plot the other two. Loosely, because I'm a pantser. I write by the seat of my pants. Um, but just generalized idea of how I want the stories to go so that I have a direction. Because I'm finding that I need direction. I need structure, if that makes sense. So I'm finding the schedule. I mean, I get up in the morning-ish. <laughs> Still haven't managed to back up my days yet. Um, when we first got to Florida, my mom and I developed some really bad habits where we would stay up until three, four in the morning and we would sleep until noon, one, two. I think one day we got out of bed. It was like three in the afternoon. Um, now, I, we have backed it up to where she's getting up around 11, 1130 and I'm getting up around 1130, 12 sometimes 1230. So I'm still kind of working on backing it up so that I'm getting up at a decent time in the morning and I have the entire day to do what I need to do. That'll come with time. <laughs> but at home, it's easier to work at night because it's quieter. And I don't have the sound. And now that spring is coming and it's getting warmer, I'm going to have my windows open. And I live right on the main street. There are two streets in Sutton and I, they're both main streets. I live on the main street. Post office is on my street. Uh, the Service Canada is on my street. Um, the bank is on my street. <laughs> so it's a very busy street. Pharmacy is on my street. It's a very busy street. And my street isn't very long. So it's very noisy outside my window during the day. So being a very nosy person, I'm constantly looking out the window, see what's going on. So it's hard for me to sit down and write. So writing after six o'clock is easier for me because it's, it's quiet. Now I can do all the other stuff. I can do the posting. I can do the videos because I can edit out the background noise if I have to. Um, and a lot of the posting is visual posting. It's not like a video. It's like a meme or something like that. So I can do all that during the day, not a problem. But yeah, I start my day like I get up 
make my cup of coffee. Well, the first thing I do is I make my bed. That That's like my feet hit the floor and I'm pulling the blankets up before the bed even got cold. I have to. I have to. When I was living in the house in Midland, um, I got into a very bad depression. And it got to the point where I would get into my bed and I had a little cubby, a little nest, if you will, because my bed was covered with clothing and boxes and blankets and whatever got tossed on the bed. And I would just push it aside and sleep in my little spot. And most of the time there weren't even sheets on my bed. And I've just pulled like an old comforter over me. And when I turned my bedroom into my sanctuary, I made a point of getting up every morning and making my bed. And I had to force myself for a very long time to make sure I made my bed. And I found it was easier if I made it the minute I got out of it. I made my bed. And then went and, you know, went pee, made coffee, whatever. Because if I didn't, then it'd be like two or three hours later. And then it'd be like, oh, I don't want to make it right now. I'm busy or I'm lazy. I'm watching something on TV. I'm just, uh, and it wouldn't get made. So I have to make it as soon as I get out of bed. And I got into the habit of doing that. And before I even get out of the bed, I'm smoothing the sheet and the comforter over on the other side. <laughs> Flip it over, flip the sheet down because I'm one. I have to have the sheet flipped over the edge of the comforter. I can't have the comforter touch me. It's really weird. It's a thing. So I get out. I make my bed. I go and you know pee, do whatever I need to do. Go into the kitchen, make my coffee, come back, and the coffee usually comes out of the. I don't know what is with this Keurig. I don't know where this particular. Keur and it's a Keurig. I'm not sure where this particular Keurig was made. It might have been made in the seventh realm of hell or on the surface of the sun. But the water that comes out of this Keurig is like molten lava. So, and I've been drinking coffee out of this Keurig since January. Every single day since January. Sometimes twice a day since January. You would think it is now March. I would remember that the water is hotter than the surface of the sun. No. I take that first gulp thinking all I need to do is get the caffeine in me. And I burn my face. And my throat. And my esophagus. And then it bubbles away in my stomach. So I come in and I put my coffee down and I go, alright, we're going to let that cool down for a minute. And I pull out my portable i have this it's supposed to be a bed like a bed table where you eat off of but it's like way too high so it's my desk and i pull it out and i pull my laptop out and i pull my planner out and i pull out all my pens and pencils and i set up my my, my bed for work for the day and i sit and i drink my coffee and i scroll through social media because that's part of my job monitoring the social media, finding out what the new trends are, what's going on, what videos are hitting, what are flopping, what I need to change, what posts people are, re are engaging with, where I need to up the game a little bit. 
and I go through all that and I look at my schedule for that day. Okay, what do I need to do? And I do it. So I'm getting into a good habit of getting up, making my bed, getting my coffee and starting work right away. And I've been doing that since probably the third week of February. I started um, actively doing, like, starting work while I'm drinking my coffee. And, and you know, going over what I need to do for the day. And, and then two weeks ago, well, last week I had the schedule, the actual schedule. Because, I, you know, I have way too many things that I need to try and remember to do. <laughs> and they were just, things were falling out of my brain. And I'm still, there are, I'm still finding things that I forgot. It's like, oh, okay, I need to add that somewhere into the schedule. Because I forgot. Uh, so, it's working for me. I'm, I'm productive. I feel productive. And I don't always get everything on the list ticked off for that day. But because I've got it sectioned out and I've got it spaced out over the week, um, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. And I've learned to let go of what I didn't get done that day. That day I'll come around again. There's always next week. There's always tomorrow. You know, like now that I've got things kind of set up into a schedule, posting takes me minutes most of the time. You know, because I have things scheduled. I have posts. I have a folder of author quotes and funny memes and coffee posts and um, promotional posts for Mythmart. Like, I have a folder. And I've got, you know, like Mythmart and the World of Myth Magazine and Dark Myth Public. And they're in that folder. They've each got their own separate little folders. And I've got separate little folders inside, you know, serious and funny <laughs> everything 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 needs to be in a folder everything needs to be in a folder everything needs to be neat and concise and clearly labeled and i think it's a control thing i think it's because there is so much in my life that i can't control that where i can i I wield that control like nobody's business. And I I was kind of second-guessing my knowledge and my um, abilities to do the marketing and do the advertising and do um, even offering any advice in that area until just recently. And I had an author, um, she had made a comment on Facebook and I commented back and I said, you know, I could send you an email with some tips and tricks that I use. And as I was writing this email, I realized I know a whole lot more than I actually thought I did that I just put into practice and don't even think about it. So she, I sent her the email and she emailed me back and she was absolutely beyond thrilled. She not only emailed me back, but she took the time to send me a direct message as well um, at the fact that she was beyond thrilled at the amount of information, the amount of things that I gave her and ideas and um, things to do 
to up her marketing game. And I said, you know, anytime, any quick time you have questions, she's like, I'm going to be bugging the hell out of you. <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm prepared. So it kind of gave me that, that little feeling of self gratification that, you know, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I know how to navigate the social media world and build the products and the, the excitement and the, the audience that we need. It's going to take time. Um, and the strangest things seem to, to catch people's attention. But yeah, it's, uh, that's kind of what's going on in my world. <laughs> it totally went off on a tangent there on something, on stuff. Yeah. So, okay. Remember I was talking, I think it was last week, about um, Instagram catfishers. <laughs> well, <laughs> they haven't stopped. Um, I recently had, I had a sugar mama, at least that's what she called herself, get a hold of me a while ago. And a totally different one got a hold of a friend of mine and sent her a message and said, you know, I'll give you $2,500 right off the hop. So we thought, why not? Let's, let's see what the catch is. So we created a fake PayPal account with a fake name and fake information and she sent it to her. So... Within minutes, she gets this message from this PayPal account. You have $2,500 pending deposit. You have to pay $50 to confirm the deposit. That's the catch. You pay the $50, you never see him again. Well, she then contacted me on TikTok, I believe it was. Yeah, this was all taking, this was all transpiring on TikTok. So then she contacted me and I'm like, um, no. And, and the first thing was, have you ever been spoiled by a sugar mama? Um, you do know you're talking to a girl, right? And she's like, I'm just looking for friend. I don't want sex and no nudity, no, no photos. Okay. Well, if you Google the term sugar daddy or sugar mama, Generally, that kind of requires somebody at some point putting out something. So if you're just trying to buy a friendship, you might want to change the way you approach it. And she's like, well, I will give you, like, it was the same spiel that she had given my friend. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not paying $50 for you to not give me $2,500. I said, you tried to scam my sister. It's not going to work with me. She's like, who's your sister? I'm like, I'm not telling you that. Why would I tell you that? So then she started pressuring my friend. You know, you've got to send me the money. Send me the money. Come on. you got to send me the money so I can give you this money. Send me the money. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's panicking now. <laughs> so um, I think her name was, was Mama Heather Grace on TikTok. You know, beware. Your, your secret's out. We know. So, yeah. And then I got, okay, I put up this ridiculous video on Instagram a while ago. And it was what I would look like with Botox. 
And it was absolutely hilarious. Okay. My, I showed my aunt tonight and she couldn't even look at it. She's like, no, I can't. You just, I can't stop it. And so every time she'd look at me, I would flash it to her. She's like, stop. It's <laughs> like totally freaking her out. And I had some guy comment on it and says, you know, I like you. Please kiss me. Wait, what? Um, are you blind? Do, do you, do you, do you have eyes? Like this was a horrid horrid picture like just wow it was really 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 bad so um i was killing myself laughing and then i have another one that has like almost three thousand views and it's i'm just doing a voiceover or not even doing a voiceover i'm just i'm lip syncing to somebody else's voice and this guy comments and he's like uh something like you're fine with that sexy voice <laughs> i comment back i'm like uh thank you but uh that's not my voice dude I hate to tell you, but I don't sound like that. So, yeah, the, the catfishers are starting to come out into the public now. Um, and they're just, they're ridiculous. It's hilarious. And I'm like, I'm blown away at what goes viral. Like, I, I have done a ton of videos, like on my author account on Instagram. I have done, I was, I was just, I'm looking at it now. I was just looking at it earlier and I have done, all right, hello, show me, show me. It's not going to show me now. Let me go to my profile. I've done 578 posts, 578 posts. And, you know, one where I am lip-syncing to somebody else's voice has gone viral. I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's one thing I found, too, is, like, it all depends on where you post it on your Instagram. Like, if you post it to your story, then the chances of anybody outside of your friends list seeing it are slim to none. I was kind of stunned at the amount of followers that I have, too. I didn't realize I had that many followers on my author page my numbers are, are increasing exponentially um if you put it as a reel then anybody who's scrolling through reels on instagram it's like scrolling through story like scrolling through tiktok everybody's gonna see it and it's like it's just it's killing me <laughs> the things that, that people are like liking it's like, are you are you kidding you a bunch of weirdos are y'all florida men or what but yeah, it's getting pretty interesting over on Instagram. I'm, I'm killing myself laughing. Um, and then I like, I've got one on TikTok that I was, I was lip syncing to, too, that has garnered a lot of attention. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know. I'm still trying to judge what I need to do. So it's been a week of WTF. Um, I think it was last week or the week before. There was like this news report. We had some rain. Not unusual for Florida. Um, generally in the summer is the worst time for rain in Florida. Like it rains every day in the summer in Florida, you know, Everglades. And flooding is not unusual. But where did it go? There it is. So on the 7th of March, it rained. I didn't think it was, I mean, it was a really good storm. There was thunder, there was lightning, there was pounding rain, but you know, nothing that Florida's not 
accustomed to? Well, apparently not, because Disney World flooded. The park flooded. You would think they would be prepared for these things. They built a park in an Everglade. Okay? Most of the park is sitting on water. You would think they would have systems set up to prevent flooding. Nope. 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 Walt Disney World Resort and Parks got completely flooded due to the heavy rain. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, take to Twitter. You will find, just put in, um, Disney World floods and you will see, like, Hollywood Studios was totally waterlogged in five minutes. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of, well, all right. <laughs> okay, so, um, the happiest place on earth is now underwater. What next? I'll tell you what next. The Joro Spider. I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce it. I'm pretty much going to pronounce it. No! <laughs> no! No! So, this spider is um, making its way up the East Coast and, and up to colder climates. Because it likes colder climates. Now, this spider is not an average spider. It's from Korea, Taiwan, and China, and since 2013, much of northern Georgia and western South Carolina. It is about the size of your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spider the size of your hand. I would much prefer to go back to murder hornets. Can we just stick with them? No, now we have spiders the size of our hand. And they're moving north because they like the colder weather. Mm-hmm. No. Just... No. No. I don't want spiders the size of my hand. I don't want balls of nope rope. I just... No. No. Nay, nay, I say. Nay, nay. Mother Nature needs to stop with the crazy. Okay? She needs to stop taking the psychedelics and making these weird-looking creatures and throwing them out into the world and going, here, figure this out. Because we have enough. All right? We have enough. Just don't. So, if that wasn't enough, I was telling my mom about these lovely spiders, and she says, oh, by the way, did you know there's also jumbo jumping worms? Beg your pardon? What? <laughs> jumbo jumping earthworms. Yes, they are a thing. They're an invasive Asian jumping earthworm. As if coronavirus wasn't enough. So, nearly all of the earthworms in the Northeast today are non-native. Makes sense. Uh, these things are huge. And when disturbed, they jump like snakes. Now, you can tell these spi these spiders... See, I'm still stuck on those spiders. You can tell these earthworms by this prominent band around the body of the worm. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce what it is called, but, you know, it's this bright yellow band. And that's where cocoons are produced. Yay! It completely encircles the body. It's milky white to light gray. And is flush with the body. The body looks... And the body looks metallic. Like, they're weird looking. I'm looking at it right now, and it's like, it's weird 
looking, okay? And I'm trying to figure out, like, they, they Asian jumping word worms devour organic matter more rapidly than other European counterparts. So they're not good for your garden. Um, they will infest your gardens, and they're an annual species, apparently. The adults will die after the first freeze. Yay! But the cocoons around them, which are about the size of a mustard seed, will survive. Awesome. Um, I, I remember reading somewhere, they, they, they'll jump, like, straight up. I'm not thrilled with this. I don't want to be out there walking in the wet grass on a dewy evening, enjoying the balmy breezes and have, like, a ton of worms jumping out of the ground at me. No! <laughs> I will quickly learn how to walk on air! I will look like a cartoon, about three feet above the ground, wheel legs just going, trying to get out of there as quickly as possible, and I will never go outside again. Just... <clears throat> you know, I used to like nature. Now it's just getting weird. I avoided people because nature made sense. Nature's not making sense anymore. And I still want to avoid people, so I'm screwed. <sighs> so, let's talk about the reason why I avoid people. So, you know, I'm still in Florida. And I'm in Pasco County. And we went out for dinner tonight because it's my uncle's birthday. It's also my daughter-in-law's birthday. And it's also one of my sisters, Misha. It's, well, that was very weird. Um, my headphones just disconnected and then connected. I'm not even sure if my live studio audience is even awake at this point. Or if he can even hear me. I don't think he's awake. Phone hasn't moved in a while. I'm pretty sure he fell asleep. Awesome. I'm not boring. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I know why it disconnected. Alright. Because it is uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. And... My sleep setting just came on. So we just now turned that off. I think... Yes, we have. All right. But yeah, I think my live studio audience has gone to sleep. Anyway. Good night. Um, so we went out to dinner with my uncle because it was his birthday. It was very loud. It was a very lovely restaurant. And they have really nice fish, but it was very loud. It felt very old. And I was the youngest one at the table. I mean, he was turning 73. I was the youngest one at the table, and I felt old because it was loud. But... Coming back down, we come down US-19. Now, US-19 is a bad highway. And it seemed like every stoplight, there was an accident. So we were very glad to get off of it. But I think every Florida man and their girlfriends were out tonight. Really do. So I was looking for Florida man stories. And I found this wonderful page called WTFFlorida.com. And it has a ton of Florida man. So I'm going to, because it's late and I'm tired and I've got a bit of a headache, sinuses are really plugged up tonight. I'm going to um, round this out with a few Florida man stories. Now, 
I will have to tell you, there were a few Florida Man experiences at the restaurant tonight. Some of them were with the people in my group. Um, like I said, it was my uncle's birthday, and his friends decided to get him a flask for when they're golfing. Well, apparently, the rule is you can't give a flask without filling it up. So there we are at the table in a restaurant sitting outside, and they're passing this flask of Tennessee honey whiskey around, and I'm like, okay. And my uncle can get a little pushy at times, and he's like, come on, come on, have a drink, have a drink, have a drink. So I know how to take a sip out of a flask, or at least make it look like you're taking a sip out of a flask, and you're not actually taking the sip out of the flask. So I did that, and then he left us alone. But I'm sitting there, and I'm watching these three guys, my uncle and his two buddies, in a restaurant at the table, passing this flask between the three of them. I'm thinking, how redneck could you possibly get? And I mean, these are people that uh, that are, are, you know, affluent people. They have money. They, they, they retire and, and they own homes in Florida and they come down here every winter. And, and they're passing this flask of whiskey amongst themselves in a restaurant. Okay. My poor aunt, she was just fit to be tied. She was sitting at the other end of the table. Now, the reason why we go to this restaurant is because on Tuesday nights, it's two for one fish night. So you get two fish and chips for the price of one, basically. So unfortunately, my aunt is allergic to everything but air. So she can't have it. So Doug, who was sitting beside me, he's friends with Jan and... Don, I think his name is, um, he was my uncle's date. Mom was, I was mom's date. And then of course, Jan and Don. So you get the fish. And my aunt got this really, really good looking salad. I would have preferred the salad over the fish because it would look, it was a really good looking salad. Um, but the more, the longer we were there, the more they drank, the rowdier they got. Because apparently, the girls are supposed to drive. So my aunt was driving and Jan was driving. So that, that gave the boys the right to drink and be stupid. Um, at one point, my uncle had forks in his in the pocket of his golf shirt. I don't know. He was going to steal them. But yeah, they were like children. Watch, I'm, I'm, and I'm sitting and I'm watching them and I'm thinking, I spent my entire childhood and most of my adult life intimidated by this man and right now i have way more class than he does <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah i was pretty sure i know mean, when we were standing in line jam was getting kind of aggressive about getting us a seat because they had like two people sitting at a table for six we had seven people in our party and they had, like two people they would seat two people at a table for six really are you, are, are you kidding? Um, so she was getting a little aggressive and I was getting a little embarrassed. I'm thinking, we're going to get arrested or asked to leave. And then they're, like, they're going to take our pictures. And we're going to be banned from this restaurant for life. Um, I mean, I'm already banned from a bar in Midland for life. So why not one in Florida? But uh, yeah, so it was rather interesting. Um, 
I don't know what to get him. I don't normally get him anything. Like, when we were down here two years ago and we went out for his birthday, I didn't get him a card. I got him a card this year. And it basically said, you know what more could I get you than, you know, gifting you with my presence? So, you see my dilemma? Happy birthday. <laughs> I don't think he was impressed. <laughs> Which, you know, win-win for me. <laughs> it's great for me. Um... Yeah, we kind of tolerate my uncle. He married into the family, so, you know. So, okay, I found this website, Florida Man. Some of these headlines are... I, I, I'm... Florida Man throws urine at man who passed drug test. So, I guess you shouldn't... I, a Pasco County man was arrested after deputies say he threw a cup of urine on an acquaintance because he was angry that a drug test came back clean. What happened to supporting your friends? Um, okay, so this one really made me giggle. Florida man tries stealing vehicles. Okay. Now, a Florida man, after being released from jail, was arrested for trying to steal vehicles from the jail parking lot. He didn't even make it out away from the jail before he was breaking crime, breaking the law again. Dumbass. Uh, spotted in a public, in a Publix in Zephyr Hills, Florida. Uh, there's a whole bunch of barefoot people. Barefoot in Pasco County Publix. I know where that Publix is, actually. Uh, oh, Florida man hits mom with corn on the cob. A Pasco County man was arrested for reportedly hitting his mother with a corn. With What is with people in Pasco County and their obsession with hitting people with food? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand They're, this obsession. Like this one, Florida man throws cookie at girlfriend. Florida man was arrested after reportedly throwing a cookie at his girlfriend. Like, why would you throw perfectly good food at somebody else? I don't understand. Like, the wrapper, maybe? The plate? My mom's throwing a plate at my dad. Now, mind you, she was nine months pregnant, and he was calling her fatty, so he kind of deserved it, but she took the toast off the plate and threw the plate. She didn't throw the toast. She ate the toast. Yeah, I don't understand. Florida woman throws kitchen pot at baby daddy for fishing too much. A Florida woman reportedly hit her child's father with a kitchen pot because he spent too much time fishing. I'm pretty sure there's a country song wrote about that. Yep. I'm almost positive there's a country song. Sure gonna miss her. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? <laughs> There's a picture called Pasco County Barbie, and she's pregnant. She's got a baby on her hip and a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, and skirt is shorter than her belt. It's kind of funny. Uh, okay, well, there you go. Florida woman beats her elderly husband with vacuum cleaner attachment during cleaning binge. Okay, as a woman, I know if I'm vacuuming and you're trying to talk to me, I will beat you. Because you know I can't hear you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's in, and most of these are not Florida, they're, they're most, most of these have happened 
in Pasco County. And Mama wants to buy a house here? What is she, nuts? I, I, yeah, Pasco County detective. Yep, Pasco County detective. Loses gun in Burger King bathroom. Deputies are searching for a missing gun that was accidentally left behind in a Burger King bathroom by a plainclothes detective. Even the cops aren't that smart here. Just Yep. Florida man swings sword at several for stealing his socks. Florida man was arrested for allegedly attacking some people with a sword after accusing them of stealing his socks. It's Florida, dude. You don't need socks. I mean, come on. Yeah, WTF Florida. WTF. I don't know. That's why I avoid people. People are just... They're weird. They're weird. They're crazy. I don't understand them. They just... I don't... I don't know. I don't know. But I hope you have a better week than I did. I've at least had an interesting week. Um, I'm sorry this is a little short this week. It's kind of been a emotional day. So I have pulled out all that I possibly can and given you everything I possibly had. And now I need to say goodnight. So I am going to end the podcast here. I'm going to hang up on my live studio audience because I'm pretty sure he's asleep. And I will talk to you all next week. Remember, the World of Myth magazine is going to be delayed. This will come out. The magazine will have already been delayed by the time this podcast comes out. So just so you know. And don't forget, if you are interested in entering the Open Challenge, Open Contract Challenge, go to opencontractchallenge.com and put your submission in. Okay, you can find me everywhere. I am on TikTok at LupusBits, the TikTok. I am on Instagram at LupusBits. I am on Twitter at LupusBits, the podcast. And I'm also on Facebook by the same name, LupusBits, the podcast. I also have an email, LupusBits at gmail.com. So if you have a complaint, a question, a suggestion, or you just want a bitch, you can email me. I will take them. All right, everybody. Have a good week and see ya. Carry on my way, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.